Hey guys, you're listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. I'm Alana Terry. I hope that this week finds you well. I have a conversation I recorded earlier today with Ella Barnard. Ella is a business friend of mine, and she hosts the podcast called Author Like a Boss. And about once a month, we go live in her Facebook group and just have a conversation about book marketing things like that. So this month we continued that and I am sharing the audio from our conversation here with you. At the beginning, Ella talks some about the kind of personal and health things that she's been going through. It's a little bit heavy, um, but we get into a lot of just inspiration. We do talk quite a bit about just this strange period in history that we're in with the pandemic going on. But what I hope is that there will be some real encouragement for you as creatives, especially where we talk a lot about how books are really going to get a lot of people through the weeks and months ahead. And so, again, my view on this pandemic is it's serious and it's definitely a pivotal moment in history. But I absolutely believe that there are so many reasons to have good faith and hope and compassion in our hearts for others. And so I hope that you guys find this conversation between Ella and me to be encouraging and inspiring for you as well. So hello, everybody. Sorry about whatever technical difficulties, (laughs) but we are here (laughs) now. And you've got Ella Barnard from Author Like a Boss and Alana Terry. She hey there. A, hi. She's a six-figure indie author and an ads expert who we love dearly, who is very generous to give us to share her time with us and decided to chat with her. Yeah, well, I'm glad that we, we get to be here. We have, I think we've been working over half an hour to try to make we this have. meeting happen. I have been so, working over half an hour. So you all better appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I, know. Like, this is, I don't know why. I think, you know what I suspect, and I don't know if this is a little bit what you wanted to talk about today, but I definitely wanted to touch on it because it's such a huge issue. <laughs> like, maybe all those people working from home... <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. aren't able to fix the bugs in the software as quickly because of yeah. life. <laughs> well, and I'm sure, you know, broadband is getting used up a lot faster. You've got all the homeschooling kids doing their stuff, all the working at home people doing their stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, we uh, didn't get the chance to make this live, but I'm so glad we get to chat. It's always fun to have these conversations with you. And yeah, how are you doing? Girl, it has been rough. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? I mean, <laughs> yeah, rough. yeah, what's going on? I mean, like besides uh, the virus, besides yeah. the pandemic, even yeah. if there wasn't a pandemic, it still would have been a rough week. It'd be rough. It I'm still sorry. would have been a rough week. So um, I just, you know, when we were talking about this, and I, I do kind of want to talk about like, getting through times that feel rough and like how to still keep moving forward you know what I mean mm-hmm. oh absolutely That's no I'm like to touch I'm on. excited to have that kind of discussion too um, yeah so uh I'm okay with sharing it now okay <laughs> but so my husband and I have been doing in vitro trying to have a baby mm-hmm. and I found out last Wednesday that our little embryo did not embed Aww. into my uterine lining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm so sorry. That was terrible. Yeah. Um, and that was right in the middle of like, everybody was like, should we close down the school? And we did. I'm a school yeah. board member. And so we had to vote to, to, you know, do all that stuff. It was very stressful. And then a couple hours after <laughs> Sad stuff. A couple hours after I found out that we didn't get the baby, um, my mom texted me that my grandmother passed away. Oh my goodness. Oh man. I was like, I was like shutting down. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know it was terrible. And so it was really hard. And for a couple of days I was able to be kind of numb and get stuff done still. 
like mm-hmm. for like two days mm-hmm. I was like if okay. I focus on this I don't have to think about the challenge right mm-hmm. but um but then after two days that didn't work anymore <laughs> so, mm. so that's what I want to talk about a little bit because even right now when we're having these technical difficulties I was like I'm fine if everything's going pretty well <laughs> but when it isn't going well I could cry in a second like right. I could cry in a second which isn't a bad thing necessarily when you're grieving but mm-hmm. um I don't know I was thought I thought a lot would be a great person to talk to about this about yeah because you're good at this stuff Okay. Can you still hear me? I was trying, I was messing with settings. Okay. I thought I might've muted myself on accident. We're using a platform that like neither of us have used before. No, like one thing I think is pretty amazing about our brains and our psyches is like our brains know how much we can handle. And I think like the first couple days, it probably sounds like your brain knew that you couldn't handle things. And so now like it's, it sounds like it's almost like leaking out throughout the day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. let's say you've got your, your grief level is at a hundred and your brain knows that you can only handle like seven at a time. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, great. Let's give Ella another seven. <laughs> yeah. And it's just kind of constant. It's, it's rough. I'm, I'm really sorry. How is your family doing with um, your grandma passing and things like that? Oh, it's, it's, my family is odd, so I'm sure mm-hmm. they're struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she was old. It was it was like the best. Honestly, I think she was like, she's like, I've been struggling. You know, I've been trying to stay, fighting to stay alive for a while because my her husband is still alive and he needs help. Uh-huh. Um, but I think she was like, I'm gonna fighting to stay alive. You know, here be here for my family. And then I'm pretty sure that her spirit looked at the coronavirus and was like, nah. <laughs> no, I, I think there's something. Like, I don't really want to deal with this. Like, I'm 93. Yeah. I'm not going to be at the top of the list of the people getting ventilators. And, yeah. and social distancing is hard for somebody who's 93 and her husband's mm-hmm. 94 and they need help. Like that's not a right. thing. So yeah. I think she was just like, nope. <laughs> and then she was really nice. lovely passing. So uh, <coughs> it wasn't, it's sad for us, but I'm not sad for, for her. Sure. If you know no, what I, mean. I, I absolutely get it. And I think, I think for sure, just the, the human will to live or let go, I think is so strong way more strong than we give ourselves credit for. I heard this amazing story. So this guy got himself locked. He, he worked with um, refrigerator trucks and he got himself locked in the back of his truck, like after closing. And so basically he was going to have to spend the night in a freezer and it's a sad story, but super intriguing. So he died. The autopsy revealed that he died of hypothermia, like you would expect but the refrigeration portion had broken and the temperature never dropped below 50, which is, you know, definitely survivable. And I think there are times, yeah, where, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. You know, I had this super interesting thought because I'm thinking about this whole pandemic and Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about the will to survive, to make sure that I'm around to take over my kids um, or to watch them. And, you know, all of this scary stuff that we're thinking Mm -hmm. about as parents. And I was listening, I've been listening to just some comedy podcasts to have a little bit of a diversion. And one of them was talking about um, just all kinds of different bizarre fairy tales and folklore. And of course, like the, the trope of the wicked stepmother is in so many cultures and in so many things. And here's my theory for why that is. And you tell me if you buy into it. I think that having in the back of your mind, so let's like, let's go back 300 years where Mm -hmm. women would regularly die in childbirth. Women would regularly die young. Mm -hmm. And um, if you have it in the back of your mind that if I die, my kids are going to like, have a terrible mother replacement, (laughs) like basically a villain is going to come. I think that that absolutely increases the will and reason to fight for your survival. 
which not to be too dramatic, but I think some people right now and some people in the next few weeks are going to find themselves in a fight for survival, which is really, I mean, it's scary and it's um, absolutely sobering to think about. But I think if you can grab on to what it is you're fighting for, that's going to be so helpful. And then in some cases, like your grandma, she realized, I think, you know what, <laughs> I don't need to fight. I think about my grandma. I've got one set of grandparents. My grandpa just turned 97. Mm -hmm. um, and he and my grandma are doing doing really well and totally hunkered down. Um, but I have another grandma who passed maybe like five or six years ago. And I've been thinking about her a lot and thinking about how just, I think she'd be glad to not have to go through this. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I honestly, I do. I think she looked at this and was like, because no. she was doing it right when it was getting all, it was in the middle, it was yeah. right in the middle of last week when everything was getting all like, oh, shoot, close everything down, you know? know. Yeah. And I think she was like, ah, this isn't going to get better before it gets worse. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. it, it truly is amazing yeah. with how, just how resilient we are, but also how much, kind of like that guy in the refrigerator truck, like how much our survival is just tied to what we Think about yeah. the world around us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that does, I, I, that's a really powerful thing because I because there is like I have another story. I have a similar story where a friend of mine, actually my boyfriend in college, he told me about his mom. He's like, my mom is allergic to strawberries, but she the allergy that she the reaction she has is untypical because the first time she ever remembers having a strawberry, she got stung by a bee, and she is allergic to bee stings, mm -hmm. <laughs> like mm -hmm. in the deadly feasting way but yeah. now whenever she eats a strawberry she has the same reaction has the reaction her body remembers reaction. isn't that interesting yeah and so i'm like you're like it's like if you were say oh that person's allergic to strawberries they normally wouldn't have a beasting exactly reaction yeah. but she does yeah. and i thought that was so fascinating and so like you said so that's that it makes it it gives us a little bit of a sense of power back is what it like it gives yeah. us a sense of power mm -hmm. back to be able to be like if my mind's that powerful for my body then mm -hmm. then you know like lock on to what you want <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> mentally you know like mentally lock on to like mm -mm, i'm gonna be stubborn and make this be because yeah because it's I'll tell you, Alana, looking at my numbers every day, when there's so little in control, like there's so little control I have, I feel like pretty well out of control right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because my husband's business is a cleaning business. He cleans our school. He cleans uh -huh. the major. And he can't, he can't hunker down. He's the one making sure that okay. everything's clean. Right. Um, and so... I'm like, I have so little, and then I laugh, you know, then last week was crazy. And I'm like, I have zero control. Yeah. <laughs> Very uncomfortable feeling for me. Right, right. But looking at my numbers, I'll tell you, looking at my numbers and knowing that if I keep writing and I put another book out and then I put another book out and then I put another book out and my figures will keep going up <laughs> because one thing I don't think is going to happen is that people are going to quit Kindle Unlimited. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Right. I'm like, when it's we're all stuck sure, at sure. home, mm -hmm. and you can have unlimited books for $9.99 a month. Mm -hmm. It's like the Netflix of for readers. It is. Yeah. yeah I think, it's it, a, I think mm -hmm. people get rid of cable before they get rid of their Kindle Unlimited. A lot of people for sure. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good way to look at it. I've, I've been thinking a lot about how important the arts are at this point in time. Like some people, I've heard a little bit of like, er, 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 because you've got these celebrities like doing things like I'm going to record myself singing a song on Twitter and that's going to help us get through this time. And some people are like hoity-toity, what's a song going to do to help why aren't you, you know, buying masks for hospitals? Yes, hospitals need masks, mm -hmm. but we need that sense of um, creativity and beauty. And I think that as authors now more than ever, like I absolutely believe that our books are going to save lives. 
Um, do you know the story of J.K. Rowling and the little girl in the NICU? Mm -mm. Okay, so there was this baby girl, and the story really resonated with me, not only because I'm an author, but because we were in the NICU with our middle son for about seven weeks. Mm -hmm. And um, so super, like, very drastically ill little baby. I don't remember the medical details, mm -hmm. but I think their family, like our family was there for like 40 days. I think their family was like hundred or something. Oh, wow. Um, and it was very, very touch and go. And so what the dad did is he decided I am going, he bought Harry Potter book one and started reading it out loud to his, you know, sick baby. And his, his thought was, I'm going to pick the longest series that I can think of that, like, my little girl is going to want to know what happens. And so she is going to, like, survive through this. And the baby did survive, and she's a teen now and still loves Harry Potter. And so when J.K. Rowling heard the story about this girl, she was, like, 12 or something, she sent her a signed copy. And I haven't read Harry Potter, but I, I, so I forget the exact wording, but it's like the girl who survived. Is that like the name of the first chapter or something like that? Like the boy who survived. So there was some yeah, kind of call that. Yeah, yeah, you're right, so you're right. She, she signed it like to the girl who survived. Oh. And kind of like what we were talking about, like how important it's gonna be. And I really don't like spreading alarm or panic. And I truly do mm -hmm. believe that this is going to turn out well and good. But mm -hmm. I also know like some people are gonna fall really, really, really sick and having that will to survive is going to be what makes the difference for some people and i think having the the creativity and the beauty whether you're writing like i think now more than ever is the time for like the genre writers who maybe felt a little bit embarrassed because they weren't writing like deep heavy literary stuff like i think it's their time to like you're out there saving lives because people need that just entertainment and diversion and that connection right like how many people are isolated and lonely and so reading about someone else's life and the world going back to like normal mm -hmm. <laughs> that's going to that's going to carry people through that's going to i i know it's going to save families because like think about how many people are super stressed living in an itty bitty space yeah. <laughs> and you know they just they need that that um bubble to protect them from all the stress. Like our books can give that to people. Books have done that to me for me my whole life. Like, honestly, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like not, you know, I wasn't virus levels, but it was definitely like survival, you know, mm -hmm. emotional and mental health survival. Yeah. And books yeah. were like my safe place where it's like, oh, mm -hmm. a break for my brain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? A break for my brain and it, it, they've always done that for me better than for than TV or movies have ever done for me. Books have always been. I agree with you. I think I think there's something. I think it's special. I think it's special to be mm -hmm. able to give somebody the gift of mm -hmm. an hour, five hours, yeah. a couple of days of relief from stress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like however much time it, is, it takes for them to read your book to offer them that relief is yeah a gift. And, it really is. Mm -hmm. and it's a gift to be able to, to like spend time writing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, like, I'm like, oh, for a little bit. And yeah, I think it, I think my writing right now is a little bit affected by my state of mind. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. this one's got a little bit more sadness in it, but it's still, it's still cheesy as well. Cause that's mm -hmm. part of me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I get to spend time thinking about <laughs> my yeah. characters and, and designing a world for them that's enjoyable for me and them. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you think about just the mental health benefits of writing, and then you couple that with the um, like the detriments to our health when you're stressed, like mm -hmm. again, writing could be something that ends up saving people's lives through this. And and I actually have not been writing the past couple of weeks, and I don't feel bad about that yet. Mm -hmm. um, you know, right now it's make sure my family is happy and make sure we're healthy. And, you know, I'm having a lot more um, fun putting my energy into things like this and doing more, mm -hmm. um, you know, connections with authors and things like that. But, you know, there was a study about how just journaling for like three minutes, I'm, I'm really bad at remembering details. So I'm just <laughs> going to give you the gist. Me too. I'm like, like <laughs> the gist of it was journal. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Yes. So journaling for X amount of time, which was very little, 
um, before and after a surgery drastically increased people's recovery times in a study they did. And so again, like some of us, like our, the world is kind of fighting for survival. No, it's not going to get that dire. It's, you know, this is not the end of humanity, <laughs> but whatever we can do to increase our, our health, both physically and mentally, it's going to, um, it's going to be good. Do it. That's me being not eloquent, <laughs> but also here's the flip side. Like if you're too stressed to write, that's okay too. You yeah. know, this is such an extreme um, situation. I absolutely, I don't feel guilty that I'm not writing. I don't want anybody listening no. to feel guilty. No, I agree. I agree. Like I didn't mm -hmm. write most of the first part of the month. Yeah. Well, I did the first part of the month, but then I definitely took a two week break. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I definitely took a break. Yeah, I'm just now starting again and being like, oh, actually, because I don't have kids that I'm taking care of. Right. I don't have like, so once my husband and I got all of our kind of safety practices in place, mm -hmm. like our routine, mm -hmm. we're like, okay, we have wash hand signs at every entrance. Mm -hmm. We have, <laughs> yeah, you know, like in every car has hand sanitizer. Mm -hmm. Every like once we got all of our our things in place to protect us as best we could yeah, yeah. then it was like okay now i can try and distress for a little bit and then mm -hmm. like okay maybe i have a little bit of energy and it's not a lot of energy it's not yeah, like and if you don't that's okay too but yeah mm -hmm. and if you don't that's okay too for yeah. being creative and maybe yeah. your creativity shows up in different ways when you have your kids at home with you because you're like mm -hmm. hey kids let's do stuff because we're hanging out together. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny because my kids are home every day because we homeschool. <clears throat> and so right. theoretically, life shouldn't look too differently for us, but it absolutely does. And that's okay too. You know, um, again, this is just such a bizarre period in history that I don't want to, I don't want to push things. I want my kids to be able to look back with good memories. <laughs> Did you hear as they're yelling at each other in the background? <laughs> with good memories ah, ah. yeah <laughs> but um I, I heard this really cute story um brendan bichard does a lot of like motivational speaking you know him yeah um, and so when he was a kid excuse me <clears throat> his family lived i think it was like montana somewhere where it got pretty cold and they were pretty poor and their furnace broke and it was going to be a couple weeks before they could replace it and it was in the middle of winter and dire enough that it was a slightly dangerous situation and the parents just set up a tent in the living room they all slept together they all you know had their blankets and the kids just thought of it as a really fun like this is so cool i mean i i I'm absolutely not into like lying to protect your kids. Right. So our kids know exactly what's going on. They know that this is serious, but in the day-to-day, -day, I want them to have that sense of, wow, you know, mom's playing more games with us. We're getting more TV time. We're, you know, like, I don't think we've, <laughs> this is bad. We haven't like sat at the dinner table and eaten in like a couple weeks. Cause we're just, we're watching fun movies with them. And my husband and I love the TV show Psych. Have you seen that one? Yes. Okay, so like Scott and I have watched it like start to finish probably I think three times and we've always told the kids like this is mom and dad's thing mm -hmm. and last night because this is such a strange like situation we all sat down and watched episode one together that's going to be our our fun thing you know laughter is so important for your health for your outlook so yeah that that's kind of where my focus is going right now. Yeah, I love that. I love that. There's, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like whatever you, whatever works best for you is the what thing you need to right do. <laughs> yeah. exactly. There was such a funny meme my husband showed me last night. It says, my mom said I'd never amount to anything just lying on the couch all day. And now here I am saving the world. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know. I'm like, man, I wish my husband was able to just stay at home and lie on the couch all day. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I wish that so much. And I think that yeah. might be part of the reason why I, like it, it, for me, it's better to focus on something because then I don't just sit and think about right. him going to work. <laughs> yeah. The good news though, yeah. I would guess like he's probably not interacting a ton with other people. Is that correct? Or is he um, still like, yeah, yeah, in a lot of public okay. It's mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it is what it is. That's why I'm going to do what you have to do. Yeah. And, you know, like 
Absolutely. And how many time. people, yeah, mm -hmm. how many people, you know, the spouse has been laid off and they would love for him to or her to be able to go back yes. to work. So that's the other way. Yes. I, like I know. I, I'm not, it's such a weird, it's such a weird time. Like I'm still not just, like, what are the routines going to be? Like, it's like a life changing, transforming, mm -hmm. like you can mm -hmm. feel it that it's like, yes, mm -hmm. there's this virus that's dangerous, but you can feel, I don't know. Can you feel like, like, it's like the world is shifting because of this virus. <laughs> it absolutely is. And what I, the, the one thing I love about this, you know, I feel like everybody goes through um, whatever you want to call it, trials, let's call yeah. it a trial. Everybody goes through, you know, so I don't think this is like theologically sound, but let's just assume to put it in kind of words to like tangible, let's just assume that everybody is meant to go through a, like a certain degree of trials, right? We've got mm -hmm. our, you know, you have X amount of trials that you're going to go through. Um, tr so in other words, trials are inevitable. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I appreciate about this is that the entire world's going through this trial together and that makes yeah. it very, very unique. So mm -hmm. it's, it's 180 degrees different than a war where you've got like two human enemies hating each other and fighting each other. It's the exact opposite in that we are, we're all in this together. My hope and expectation and even what we're seeing, like this is, this is in a lot of ways going to bring out the best of humanity there's there's these two ladies in anchorage they're walking down the roads waving at people in their homes wearing little blow up dinosaur and unicorn costumes and they're just walking down just you know dancing in their little costumes or i saw something really sweet i think it might have been in spain or somewhere in europe where um like huge sky rise apartments which for you and me both living kind of rural like totally not no no sky rise apartments and when it was time for the like nurses and doctors to change shift at mm -hmm. the hospital everybody got on their balcony and had like a five minute applause for them oh, you know so mm -hmm. it's just things like that that i truly do feel are bringing mm -hmm. out the best and what i'm sensing is such a sense of connectedness yeah. through this and that's not to deny the fact that there's still polarization there's still like there's lots of things too that aren't going well yeah <laughs> i really appreciate the fact that okay if i've got to go through a trial i'm so happy that it's a trial where first of all my family and i are together mm -hmm. right and taking care of and that we're part of this sort of collective mm -hmm. trial because i i do feel like isn't it strange that we're also like we're way more isolated than we've ever been before and yet there's there is a sense of being connected because we're all going through this yeah and we're isolated in order for like the reason i care so much about people being isolated is because my in-laws yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. like it's like i'm isolating for myself sure but more than myself exactly. it's for my in-laws yeah. <laughs> because mm -hmm. they're more vulnerable than I am yeah you know yeah. and yeah it's you know Halloween is always Halloween's my favorite holiday and it's not because uh -huh. of the costumes it's not because of the candy it's because mm -hmm. it's the only holiday where like it's a community-based holiday not a family-based mm -hmm. holiday and so okay. the only way Halloween works is if everybody is like a large portion of people participate mm -hmm. like the only way kids can go trick-or-treating is if right, a lot right. of strangers that they don't know which stranger mm -hmm. danger, yeah, yeah yeah but i think but i'm like i love it because most everybody's just buying bunches of candy to give away to kids that knock on their door and i love right. it's like a holiday that only exists when everybody participates mm -hmm. don't participate mm -hmm. it doesn't exist <laughs> interesting i never looked at it in those terms and i really i and that for me that's why i love it is because i'm like oh mm -hmm. everybody has to come together in the same way that everybody has to come together and stay home yeah, yeah. for the benefit of yeah the community and it has been very it's i i have appreciated numerous times i'm like because i am on the school board right and so uh you know there's it was really interesting. The governor in my state 
did a call to all the superintendents last Sunday or something. It's a public mm -hmm. record. Anybody could find it if they wanted to. But he was right. like recommended that the schools not close. Really? Yes, because he was worried about the all the moms who work in hospitals. Right. Um, that they would have to take off to be with their kids. Mm -hmm. Um, so he recommended that they not close. And then the next day, almost every school district in in the state set a schedule for closing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because like people are like educating themselves, learning what works the best, and then doing it anyway, regardless, like it's it's inspiring for me to see states, mm -hmm. companies, communities, churches. Mm -hmm. You know, I live in an LDS community and they, they shut down fast. Right, right. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. they were like, no church, no meeting. Yeah. Yeah. And they're doing it without a whole lot of guidance. Like, mm -hmm. doing it without a whole lot of guidance. And that's really beautiful to me to be like, hey, we want to take care of our people. So we're going to. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Like, we're a small community. I know everybody. Or my right. husband knows everybody and we know who is most likely to die yeah <laughs> or yeah. get really sick and we're not we're not taking those chances we love them too much which is yeah beautiful. yeah it is yeah you know there's a lot of like i said just a sense of community mm -hmm. even in spite of what's going on so you know right now i'm feeling hopeful i'm feeling um you know, I don't know. I'm feeling good about things. I, like I said, just really appreciate the fact that we are all going through this together. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, if there's any takeaway for listeners, it's it's just to drive home how important your books are. You know, whatever you write, whether you write the real. Um, okay, so I want your opinion on this. I've got yeah. a book that it just needs a cover and maybe one more proofreading, but it's already gone through a couple rounds of professional edits. Mm -hmm. So like I could have a book ready to launch within a few weeks, um, sooner if I wanted to, but it is super heavy. It is about a teen girl who ends up being trafficked and it's like some of it's from her perspective, some of it's from her mom's perspective, some of it's from the detective trying to help the case. <clears throat> my editor, she's been my editor for years. And, you know, I write fairly heavy books when I do my suspense. Mm -hmm. And like, this was the hardest one of mine that she's read. Um, so I don't know, what would you do if that was your book? Would mm -hmm. you go ahead and release it? Or would you wait? Or what do you think? I would, I would, this is, this is me. I'm a little uh, bit woo-woo. Um, I, I would release it. Like if that was your plan to release it, I would release it. I would think that there's, I don't think there's a lot of coincidences. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. if that's the book that you wrote, maybe that's the book that's meant to be out there for somebody. Yeah. You know, like there's traffic. The trafficked girls are still in the coronavirus too. True. I know. <laughs> like they still have to deal with, like people are still dealing with like, like me. Although you know, mine isn't that level, not that same thing, but I'm like, life is still happening. Right, people. right. Even yeah. all your other hardships. All the other hardships are still <laughs> happening, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't feel, sometimes when you read a book like that, it's not just for entertainment, it's to not feel as alone. That's true. Okay. One, of my, one of my favorite books <laughs> ever is by Lisa Kleppett. I never know how to pronounce your name. K L E Y P A S, and it's um, blue-eyed stranger or something. Uh huh. The reason I love it is because. Oh, do you need to go? Nope, I'm good. Okay. okay I was just like, my my coffee's empty. That would be the only reason. <laughs> but you know what? For you, I can I can persist, and I okay. Can, yes, we're fine. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Um, the reason I love it so much is because Lisa, the author, writes that starts with a woman who 
who she marries someone that person becomes is that person ends up being a narcissist and um so it has some triggering points because okay. he beats her he beats he beats her and then she leaves him mm-hmm. um and then goes and fights the hero <laughs> i mean uh-huh. then my uh-huh. hero falls in love but it's the it's one of my favorite books because she writes it so well like i'm like mm-hmm. Like the narcissist boyfriend or husband, like mm-hmm. he writes the process of a normal person getting into a relationship with a narcissist and how it happens that women, like, yeah, the point where they let themselves be beat. <laughs> right. No, and that's really similar to this because I yeah. would say up until like the epilogue, this poor teen girl is still kind of in love with the guy who did this to her. Yeah. You know, and as the reader and you know, you know what's going on, but it I think that's one of the things that does make it so hard is because she still is genuinely in love mm-hmm. and has so many blinders. So, you know, maybe I think the reason why I've held off is I've been worried that if I did launch it that I would have to do so apologetically kind of like oh. all right guys I'm really sorry to give you something so heavy but maybe um maybe the the better approach is you know what here's an amazing story of survival and yeah. how important are these stories of survival going to be for us right now so mm-hmm. that so gives me a happy ending. Mm-hmm. yeah for okay. sure yes yeah because it's it's relatable like I love that mm-hmm. book I love that mm-hmm. book because okay. I have had relationships with narcissistic people and yeah. I was like oh you oh, oh, wrote that so yeah. well and yeah. and it's and I don't feel as alone because I got to see that mm-hmm. character yeah. and that happened to her and she stayed with him after he hit her the first time right, right. <laughs> you know, she stayed with him, but you could see why like it's mm-hmm. that's I think that's a gift that storytellers have because people who haven't been in those situations it's hard for them to understand why oh for sure yeah you're like, or, or like if you haven't been depressed yeah like, why don't oh, you just snap out of it yeah yes and so why don't I you just love... even know I've got a, a book similar to that where it, you know the why don't you just leave them question is very much addressed yeah. it's it's so much more um it's yeah. not nearly as clear-cut <laughs> as you think it is yes so. Yeah, and so I I love those books because it helps me feel not alone. Yeah, you know, um, I listen to a lot of like true crime podcasts and things mm. like that. That's kind of my my guilty pleasure. And <laughs> I read a really interesting article, kind of comparing true crime because like my husband, you know, like I'll tell him these fascinating things, and I'm like, why do you listen to that? That's so like morbid, and like sometimes I truly think he's worried about me. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it was relating this article I read was relating true crime to like fairy tales and things like that, where here's a good guy, here's a bad guy. And that's why, like, um, I don't like the unsolved crimes, you know, cause those do live you with a sense of, okay, so now what, but it, it kind of gives you the whole arc, just like a fairy tale does. Here's a villain. Here's the villain getting his comeuppance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I mean, that's why Law and Order. Law, and, come on, mm-hmm. people love like how many different versions of Law and Order. How long was it yeah. on TV? It was like so much because people like that. Well, if it has a resolution at the end, there's like yeah, a, you want that resolution. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I also want to acknowledge that we basically matched today. Like. Really? Yeah, you're right. Look at us right. in our pink. I'm like, if I didn't, if I had my hair down, we would That's look right. like <laughs> We would. Twinsies. <laughs> Did you ever do the thing in junior high where you'd like call up your girlfriend like, do you want to wear skirts tomorrow? <laughs> and that was like the thing. Oh, yeah, you missed no, it. No, <laughs> I missed so much. I went to like a bunch of different schools, so I never got that level of friendship oh. until I got older. And now I can okay. do it. I'm like, hey, what are you wearing? how about how about next month when we meet let's let's do it in our pajamas yes so <laughs> basically are my pajamas this is like the most comfiest sweater from costco oh nice I, like it's like basically pajamas very very nice <laughs> i don't wear them as pajamas uh-huh uh-huh like because i like to like i'm like this is my nighttime wear this is my daytime wear but my nighttime wear and my daytime wear are very 
similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's another benefit of, of authoring. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I want, I'm going to have to go fairly soon, but I yeah. would love to um, leave authors listening or watching with just like some really specific and encouraging takeaways. So like, let's say that you're talking to somebody who's like, it sounds like right now you and I are doing okay with everything, but I know that doesn't mean that like this whole month that we've been fine. Yeah. So, like, what would you say? Moment, this very yeah. moment. Okay. <laughs> All right. What, what would you say to the author who's in like their low, low spot right now, very worried? Um, what kind of encouragement can we leave them with? I honestly, my encouragement is like, be super gentle with yourself and with others. Like, mm -hmm. like now is not the time I found myself being sharp. That I'm stressed and like yeah. like let me just acknowledge that everybody is doing their best right now and nobody knows what the heck they're doing because nobody right. worked through a pandemic in the right. in the 21st century so that's mm -hmm. one thing is like no everybody's doing their best but nobody really knows what they're doing <laughs> mm -hmm. you know like we're all just trying our best so let's be as compassionate as possible and that's for mm -hmm. me too because I'm absolutely and yeah. then um and then like if you have a practice or if you know of something that works for you to to get there to get to that space of mm -hmm. compassion and gentleness and mm -hmm. hope like you have if you know what to do like if it's listening to comedy podcasts or mm -hmm. you know taking yeah. a walk in nature by yourself someplace where you're like ah oh, i feel better now you know yeah. like whatever it is that you know works for you and we all know what works for us but we don't always often do it because I'm, I'm, I'm coping I'm fine but this mm -hmm. is like next level yeah, absolutely it is so yeah. for, and this is like this is for me like I'm telling everybody what I have been doing to be okay which is mm -hmm. like going and finding my favorite spiritual books rereading mm -hmm. them to remind myself that for for me it helps knowing mm -hmm. that you know life is eternal yeah yeah <laughs> you know like or whatever it is like I'm like okay mm -hmm. that's a helpful walks mm -hmm. in nature cuddling my kitties Aww. and then you know spending time in these in these worlds for me that's yeah. helpful to be able like because I feel very out of control but guess what in my worlds I'm in 100% control <laughs> It's so true. I'm yeah. Like, what do I want to have happen next? Whatever I want. <laughs> I know. I take a, a lot of my books have to do with taking things that I personally am afraid of mm -hmm. and then writing them out because yeah, e even if it's a fictional world, any anything you can do right now to have a sense of control, yeah. I think is so empowering. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, like I'm not anti-prepping. Um, yes, I think some people might be doing it selfishly or out of panic. I'm also not into doing things out of panic, but I feel like for a lot of people preparing for how bad things might get is actually a form of empowerment mm -hmm. because you're able to look a very bleak future in the eye and say, okay, I'm as ready for you as I can be. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so Comforting. It is. I've thought about that. I'm not a tidy person, but even just like filing tax forms, it can be strangely like relaxing right now. <laughs> like anything I can do to kind of like, I'm in charge of putting you here. Like when things feel so chaotic, anything you could do mm -hmm. to bring a sense of both control and order, I think is really useful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's overwhelming. It's completely it overwhelming. Yeah. So. Yeah to be able to be like but not this little bit <laughs> this is an overwhelming is, <laughs> the truth is we're not in control of the pandemic and we're not in control of the economy and you know even as prepared as we might be as resilient as we might be things might personally go really bad for you and i think also just recognizing that like it sounds 
it sounds a little morbid, but I need I need to stop apologizing for things that sound morbid because again, for me, like this helps me to feel empowered. Mm -hmm. I went through and just made sure that like all of the finances are kind of on autopilot. Um, mm -hmm. If I get sick and I'm out of commission for a few weeks, I want to know that like balls aren't going to get dropped. You know, yeah. Um, it's it's not a bad time. And one thing I have been doing, so I haven't been writing, but I've been focusing on business things in terms of just, again, that organizational organizational stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I went through and looked at all of my annual recurring expenses and all my monthly recurring expenses. And, you know, just little things where, you know, like you're putting things in the box that they belong. And that mm -hmm. does give a sense of control, which is nice. Which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, my line keeps going up and it's a comfort to me to know that in three months <laughs> when Amazon pays me, mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have more money than I do now. And it's like, yeah. and that in April, I'll earn even more. And that in like, because I'm at the beginning, like mm -hmm. I, I just got paid for my first Amazon. I just got paid and I had published on January 31st. So I yeah. have. I got like five bucks. One day's worth, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I've come to really appreciate like that that 60 day period mm -hmm. where you have to wait. I, I always found it inconvenient. But now it is so useful because you know exactly what's coming. Mm -hmm. You know, like my husband can ask me, like, how are sales? And I could say, well, sales are down, but that means I can see, like, we're fine. For right mm -hmm. now, I've got two months warning. <laughs> like yeah. if things are really bad, I can see it coming two months in advance, and that's actually a real blessing. So once your yeah. royalties do once, once you yeah. start getting into the rhythm, you that's get what that wheel spinning. Yeah. But once you do, it actually I've never thought about it in these terms before. But what a blessing to have, you know. So like, let's say, I mean, heaven forbid, let's say somehow like Amazon gets shut down for a week because of everybody using so much internet. Right. Mm -hmm. That's going to be bad for us authors. But again, we see that coming two months ahead. It's like how many other businesses would love um, like an exact number in two months. This is what your paycheck's going to be like. That's, yeah. that's very, very convenient. It is so very. Like it's a comforting. That. It's comforting. And I'm like, yeah. every word I write, like the closer to finishing this book mm -hmm. is going to mean yeah. more money. <laughs> and you know what I think is cool? So I've been... Um, I, I do the Praying Christian Women podcast with a friend of mine, and we moved from a weekly show to a at least like three or four days a week show just during this time. Yeah. And it's been so interesting, like each time I log on to like upload a new show and I see the number of listens going up again, that's just it's a sense of connection. Yeah. And you know, same thing with your book sales. You look at that, especially with KU, because you can look at the, the yes. pages and you can be like, someone right now is reading my book. That is another, like, I'm not in KU, so all I can see is when someone buys it. But you can kind of see, like, when people no, I are totally reading. I totally can. I can refresh yeah. the page 30 minutes yeah. later and be like, I have 30 more page reads because somebody's yeah. reading my book right now. So what a neat, also, sense of feeling connected. Yeah, you know, oh, that's, that's really so cool. beautiful. Thank you, Alana. Yeah, I like well, that. Well, thank you. It's always fun to to chat with you. Thanks for thanks for you know your patience and the technical issues, but oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad we got it figured out. Um, yeah, and I know like we've kind of been doing this once a month. If you want to go more regularly, that'd be fun too. Um, or well, you we know. have to figure. But I don't want to do it if there's going to be half heck. I know. <laughs> so, but yeah, let's let's chat about that. That'd be fun. All right. Well, thank you again. It's I I really find that doing things like this is what's helping me again. Just not feel so isolated, not mm -hmm. feel scared in my own thoughts. Oh, can I give one more kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Um, mindset tip I've been thinking about? Okay, so we as authors we're full of imagination, right? And sometimes that can get the worst of us because like imagination can be linked to anxiety because we can see all of the potential bad things that might might happen. Mm -hmm. And what I'm using my imagination for is first of all, so I kind of take it down to um, two different trails. So the one trail, I'll start with the negative. The one trail is let's say things get bad. Let's say in two weeks from now, my personal situation is a lot scarier than it is at this moment. 
I would like if and if that happened, I would look at Alana today and be like, man, girl, you need to be thankful. You need to be on your knees, praising God that everything's okay right now. And so I don't want to let like Alana two weeks from now, if things are really bad down. And then the other way, like, like I said, some people don't like going down that kind of road because it mm -hmm. feels too negative, which I, I can understand. So the other way I look at it is let's say everything turns out just fine. And I'm not talking about like, I absolutely understand people are suffering and going through loss. But let's say as a whole, my family pulls out of this, our loved ones pull out of this, the world as a whole and human society pulls out of this. And at that point, I want to be able to look back at Alana today and say like, how did you make the most of this, this time that you had, mm -hmm. right? And so those are the two ways that I'm trying to steer my imagination, not to lead toward anxiety, but just toward encouragement. Like right now, mm -hmm. like we have food, we have heat, we're all healthy. Like mm -hmm. in, a, in a situation like this, could you truly ask for much more? No. Right. Yeah. And so I don't want things to get better or worse and realize that I was like, I wasted what's going well right now and wasn't thankful for that. Yeah. Yes. I agree a hundred percent, especially when so many people like I live in an LDS community. We have plenty of food. Yeah. Nobody in my town is going to go hungry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because we all have food storage. Right. That's like mm -hmm. every day I'm like, that's a really something I don't have to worry about that I'm very grateful for. It really is. Yeah. Well, and even the fact that everybody around you is just as prepared. Yeah. Because I'm like that's helpful it's so nice because mm -hmm. there might be a couple of families that aren't and i don't worry about them because i know that we would and anybody would be like here right right <laughs> yeah we yeah. have plenty of bottle canned beets yeah <laughs> beets yum <laughs> yeah. okay thank you alana so much oh thank you it's always fun to chat and yeah. hopefully we'll get to do it again real soon yep okay So I hope you guys found that conversation helpful and inspiring. You can listen to Ella's podcast, Author Like a Boss, for more from her. And I also just wanted to drop another quick reminder to you guys about the fundraiser that we've got going on right now to raise funds for some COVID-19 disaster relief work. And you can get the full Productivity for Authors course through a pay which can model through April 1st at courses.alanaterry.com slash fundraiser. Please stay safe, please stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon.